Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 197 of Stream of Thought. And we're here today talking about me getting my first shot of the vaccine. Oh, what was the result? Holy cow. Which led to the pain of moving day. Oh, my goodness. Well, I talked to Victor last episode about trying to do a moving day. I was unable to. And the story that follows, holy cow, you got to listen to it. Yes, and we also talk about my trip to McDonald's. And how my order got screwed up. We also touch a little bit about Hollywood and movies and the direction that it's taking. So with that being said, episode number 197 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. You know how last episode I was talking about how I was preparing to help my parents move all of their furniture and uh, desks and other like office stuff so i got my vaccine shot on friday my first one i think it was uh, i think it was moderna and you know the day i got it i went into jewel osco and you guys don't have jewel osco by you right that's just a midwest thing dude i was just going to tell you right now just hearing the words Jewel Osco puts a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, those are some words, dude. Those are some, yeah, some old-fashioned, homegrown, <laughs> Midwestern words right there. Jewel Osco. Hell yeah. And that's only something that somebody from the Midwest would, would truly appreciate and understand the whole thing. I think so. I mean, we know about Kroger and Albertsons out here, but, you know, Albertsons, I know, is definitely in Albuquerque. I don't know where else it is. It's definitely not in the Midwest, but I think Albertsons owns Jewel or Jewel owns it. I don't know how the hell it works, but all those things are the same. We just don't happen to have Jewel Osco out here in California. Okay. So I get my appointment because Walgreens and the app is total shit. It's the worst. And so... Uh, both my mom and I decided, okay, let's go. Let's go alternative route. Let's try some of the other places that are doing the vaccines. Got an appointment almost immediately, so went in on Friday. Got my shot. Was feeling like a little bit sore, but here's the thing: when I went in, first of all, the experience that everyone else in my family has had, and I don't know if you had this experience where you just went in, a couple of minutes got your shot, got your paperwork, went out. Was that was that your experience? No. My experience was I showed up on time for my appointment. I waited like 20 minutes to finally get up to the front of the line. Then they said they didn't have me on file, even though the woman at the door checked me in and had me on file. So then I had to walk over to the pharmacy, and then they just kind of you know had to manually enter me in because somehow it was on half the you know, somehow it was on the check-in page, but it wasn't on the page where they're actually administering the drug. And But the good news is she was like, you don't have to wait in line. Just come right back to me. But still, altogether, it's like I'm happy I'm not doing anything because I would anticipate this being the length of time that it says in the instructions. But at the same time, it's the COVID vaccine, so I'm not complaining. That was just my experience. And that was – okay. So that was kind of my initial thing where I went in said, I have an appointment for, I think it was 2 o'clock or something like that. Turned into my paperwork. They said, oh, just sit down in the chair. 
and I'm waiting there for like 25 minutes. It was it was between 25 and 30 minutes where I was just sitting in the chair. And apparently the it was it was not an actual certified pharmacist who was the person who was administering the shots. It it it, it seemed like it was in like a what that guy was taking the day off and had his kid brother step in or something. Some intern was there administering <laughs> the drug. So, so it was it was about twenty minutes past the time that I was supposed to get it. That the, or twenty five minutes actually. It was like two twenty five. So almost a half an hour past the time when I was supposed to get in and get the shot. I go in and this dude is probably you know he's probably early twenties. He's like twenty five to twenty three something like that. I'm like, oh hey, how's it going? And how is yeah? How's your how's your thing then? Oh, I just got here. Oh, he was late. That's that's the re- they were waiting for somebody to come in to administer the vaccines. There there was some sort of statement that indicated that he was late. But of course, he would never admit that. Did he know he was late? Or he- uh, I. Yeah, I I think so. I think I think he knew that he knew, but he's not do, he's not going to acknowledge it because then that would uh, bring it into existence. And if in him if in his mind he's not late, he just shows up, goes straight to work, as happy as how everyone's doing. No one's going to bring it up. They're just going well, to let it and, and let the day continue. They're passing it off to pharmacy students too. So if a pharmacy student who's like an intern shows up late, then. Everyone else suffers. They're on the right? go it's to not... bed at 2 a.m., wake up whenever I wake up schedule. Exactly. They're not getting paid for this. It's an, it's basically an internship. So, you know, what's the cost to them kind of thing. And here's the thing. When I go in to get my, my jab, that they uh, – that he, he, he does it one time and he says, uh. And then he takes the needle out, goes in again, and then he says – uh, oops. And then he goes in a third time. <laughs> and then, as he's pressing it in, suddenly I, like, I have this feeling of a liquid running down. It's like, did he spill the vaccine on me? Because I'm not looking at the shot. I don't know if you're somebody who, like, looks at the needle going in your arm. I, I like to look. I look, bro. I mean, I... Even I'm, when I get the needle for donating blood, I look at that motherfucker. It's... That's so interesting. That's something that just freaks, freaks me the it. hell out. Oh, and you just take in the – yeah. That's just it's really – It's, it's kind of – it's a little bit fucked up now that I say it out loud and I think about it. But I look – I stare that mother down and when they're – you know, because the needle for donating blood is hella bigger than the needle for a shot, the Mickey Mouse shot. You know what I'm saying? And so I look at that thing and you can see the cavity in the needle, right? Because it's hollow because the liquid's, liquid's got to go somewhere. And I see that thing enter my vein, and I'm just and and then I think winning because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't flinch. I you didn't flinch looking at the needle going in your arm. That there is something <laughs> about that just freaks me the hell out. I just I look at that thing. I say, bring it on, bitch. And then and then you know they say, okay, release your hand, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm clenching on my hand so hard. Get in there. Let's save a life. Bro. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. I just can't. I can't do that. That's just too much. It's too much. 
But so so I feel I feel like something dripping down my arm. And then at this point I'm like okay. Well, all right, let me look. There's there's a stream of blood pouring down my arm like like a a significant stream of blood pouring down my side. And and I that is definitely not supposed to happen when you get a shot. And I'm like, um, oh. And and I say to the guy, "Oh, that's blood." <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, it is." I'm like, I I, I'm not really thinking about anything in this moment. It's like, in my mind, I was like, is this supposed to happen? Is there supposed to be extensive bleeding going on when you administer a shot? And he's like, oh, just let me clean it up. Uh, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And it's like, well, he just wants to save his own ass or something like that. And so he, <laughs> he puts the bandaid on and stuff like that. And um, within, I don't know, six hours or whatever, I start feeling the sore arm and stuff like that. By the way, what are your thoughts on just this whole, I mean, the experience of three different, like, attempts to, like, insert (laughs) the vaccine? Dude! Dude, I'm surprised he couldn't get it on the first try. It looks so easy. It looks so easy. It is. Anyone can probably, you know, if there's an apocalypse and somehow you're able to find sterile needles and the medicine you need because you jump behind the counter and shot some zombies and you grab the backpack and you go back, anyone, even if they don't have medical training, can probably figure that out by just administering a shot. You would think so, right? I would think. I don't know. I'm not... Maybe if there's some special skill, I'm not trying to knock anyone, but it looks, they make it look easy in the movies. Then again, it's the movies, so. And I watch them. It's pretty simple. You watch them. Whether you enjoy it or you're, you're dreading it, you're watching them as they get ready every step of the way. (laughs) So, so that happened. And then, you know, he, he put the bandaid on and immediately when, when you have like a, a, bleeding like area or whatever i don't know if you can still see it but uh like they put the band-aid on and the blood starts congealing under the band-aid where you can start seeing the red like pop up underneath the 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 gauze it's like oh god really really it's not supposed to happen that fast that's not supposed to happen that fast usually when you put on a band-aid you're thinking that you know, let's say four to six hours later, you might see some of the blood that seeped through, like, but then you take it off and it's fine. And I, I, I was wondering, is it just incompetence or was it something else? Like, may, maybe my body is different or something? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like I'm not somebody who knows this sort of stuff. <laughs> so I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like this. It I don't know anyone else. It's- How funny would it have been though? How funny would it have been if you discovered that when you were when you looked to see why it was like bleeding and everything that he had, in fact put like part of the sticky part on your wound <laughs> and the actual bandage was not and it was like loose and the other end maybe folded over a little like it was so sloppy you know done so sloppily and. Just to go and show you that, like, he's not paying attention. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Yes. And, and so the adventure doesn't end there. So I, I have my vaccine, my first shot, 
right? I, I think I think it was Moderna, I believe. You you got Moderna, right? Say it again. How does Pfizer it go? Pfizer or Moderna? <laughs> Moderna. It sounded like you were trying to get away with not knowing how to say it. <laughs> it sounded, you know, like when you said when someone says "nice to meet you," Ricks, and you say "nice to meet you," and like you try and make them look like <laughs> you said your their name. It could be John or Gary or Don, but you know, you say one word that kind of sounds the same. Moderna, yeah. <laughs> you got the the what? The the uh, <laughs> you got the stuff. You got the stuff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I knew I was going to see you start laughing. So I wasn't able gonna wasn't gonna be able to keep my cool. So I just said it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had Moderna, and this yeah. Um, when I got it, my arm was sore that day and the next a little bit. And it was, it wasn't sore that much, but it was a nuisance. Dude. So okay, here I think was the first mistake. Is that as a celebration for our family having all gotten at least one vaccine. That we would get, uh, we would get fast food, or we would get a, a dinner out kind of thing, which we normally don't do. Don't really, really <laughs> don't don't even try. To... I already know how this. I already have an idea of how this is gonna go. I just already know, but continue. I'm looking forward. So to it. I have because I have a I because I have something right after this. I can tell you that okay. happened to me today. So go so, ahead, continue. So can you guess? The best possible food to get after having a vaccine that could make you kind of... Portillo's. No, much worse than that. Oh, you guys got, like, McDonald's or oh, something? Oh, much or Wendy's? worse than that. White... White... White, well, ca- white, white Castle. Castle. Yeah. Yeah, yep. buddy. And so... <laughs> we got White Castle. And... Um, like during, during the evening, it was like, oh, you know, there's this kind of soreness in my arm. It's all good. Whatever. I go to sleep and at around 10 o'clock, I wake up at 11 o'clock and there's like excruciating pain in my arm. I'm getting like all these different like feelings and stuff like that. I'm getting like the body sweats and like the cold chills, stuff like that. Oh my God. It was, I, I only slept probably about four hours that night, the night after the like wait, trying nice. to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was wonderful. So that's it with the white castle. Uh, there's more to the story, but it feels like you have something to interject. I was hoping that I was hoping that you would say, you know, after this long day, we were all so excited for White Castle, and we were patient and disciplined, and we waited until we got home, and then we finally got home, and we're all looking at the White Castle, and it's all a completely wrong <laughs> order, not one way. That's what I thought was going to happen. Surprisingly! <laughs> like, not a single thing. So here's the crazy part, too. Of all the things that have gone wrong with this whole, like, week, that... The White Castle order turned out to be right. They included everything that we ordered. They included all the condiments and all the other things that were included. And I did a mobile order, too, just because I was kind of didn't want to wait. And it worked out. I was like, what? 
of all the things to be right and all the things to kind of poison me and to pollute my body as it's trying to fight off that vaccine virus thing that's been injected to me. It's like, oh yeah, let's get White Castle because I'm sure that's going to help the process. I went through McDonald's today because I wanted to get a Coca-Cola and an ice cream sundae. So I roll through. Bro, she gives me the drink and then she gives me the the Sunday and she's like, yep, in one plain Sunday. And I'm like, what the fuck? Plain? And I was too aggravated at that point to even deal with like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat the ice. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not fighting this. I'm completely defeated. I don't fucking care anymore. So I'm eating the ice cream in the parking lot. And I'm just the whole time thinking like, I cannot believe this happened to me. I cannot believe this happened. The one thing that I needed to just chill out a little bit, relax for a second, just a Coca-Cola and an ice cream, and they give me a fucking sundae without any chocolate syrup. And I'm just like, how did this happen? How? And now, I or I said a Coca-Cola and an ice cream sundae. Did I need to say a, like, hot fudge sundae? Or is the hot fudge part, for the most part, because then what is a sundae? I feel like the hot fudge and the sundae, it's the oh, same totally. yeah, word, absolutely. pretty much. So if you say sundae, the only thing I can think of would be, you know, would you like strawberry or chocolate on it? I, you know, I don't know. If someone just says to me, I want a Sunday, boom, I give them the full Sunday, unless they say how they specifically want it, or if they specify, do you happen to have the strawberry? I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. The disappointment. That's, uh, you know, that story, that's, you know, the same thing, but different when I said large Coca-Cola, extra ice, and they gave me a large Coca-Cola with zero ice. It's like, how did... It seems so simple. It what seems is going so simple. On? So, so continuing, continuing this this long, long arching narrative because it is a long arching narrative of this whole COVID vaccine thing. So I've gotten it, and we have the one yes. And overnight, you know, trouble sleeping. I wake up in the morning, and it is moving day getting all the heavy stuff out that I was so excited to tell you about the experience. I forgot about that completely. All right. So it's moving day. day. I wake up and I, uh, like I'm, I, you know, the cold sweats and all this, like I had a, I had a really bad reaction to the first vaccine shot. Like it was, it was pretty devastating. Honestly, it was, I was, I was feeling the, the worst that I have in a long time since, uh, since what it was, it was like six months ago that I had. I, I thought that I had COVID. I thought that my whole family had gotten COVID or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so it, it was. Uh, that was kind of the feeling that I had at that point. So it's uh, you know eight thirty in the morning and wake up, um, getting ready to help my parents move all this stuff, and then I just my my body kind of 
is having this negative reaction. I'm not going to share kind of the details of what happened to that. But basically, I was physically unable to go and help them move the furniture from the office on the most important day for my... And you guys are already parked on another street because they're working on the side. Yeah, yeah. And so it's literally just my mom and my dad trying to... <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, it... You were completely out. And No, there were, like, I... It was... <sighs> I I felt I felt a little bit nauseous too, <laughs> like there was there was a little bit of nausea going on as well, so I I didn't think that my my immuno system was so sensitive, but I don't know when you when you sign those check boxes and getting the vaccine, I don't know I haven't been to a doctor in probably a decade, so I don't I don't know if I have any of those things. I'm I've never been classified, so it's no for ninety percent of people it's no. Across the right. board, and that's what I do. Du, 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 I don't even bother reading it anymore. Du, 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 du. Just cross off. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so I was I was trying to get into the car, and uh, like at the last minute, uh, uh, my parents were like, "No, you you just don't do it." There were there were several reasons as to why I shouldn't have done it, and. Um, so I end up going back. And so they have to do it themselves. They come to the place. And, of course, we have our delightful neighbors next door. And as my parents are moving out all this heavy equipment, they're on their phones without masks, just wandering up and down the halls as they normally do, as opposed to being in their actual office building like they should be. And... Uh, why are they walking up and down the hall? They're on the phone with people uh, trying to sell the sell, sell them insurance, oh. right? You know, okay. It's it's the right. hustle, right? You know, right. And the hallway is a common space, though. Exactly. You and oh, you were saying they don't have their yeah. mask on. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So, how many hours did it take your parents? How long did it take it them for just the two of them? Bringing it out of the office, putting it into the truck. They're parked, you know, down the street, having to lug it all over with two healthy young men completely, at this moment in time, incapable of even the slightest bit of assistance. Uh, it took them probably about uh, 12 hours. It, it, no it was way. The, it was the entire day because it was both – it was both – transporting all this equipment as well as bring it into the house and trying to set everything like into a it wasn't even setting it up it was just moving it in how long would it have taken if you were healthy and able to to Half assist i had a better saturday <laughs> i went to this new spot to go roller skate and i was there for a long time i was there like wednesday thursday friday saturday so I went there four days in a row for like four or five hours each day. I think it was like four hours. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. There's so many more people out there, though. It's legit. It's my new go-to spot. So something that I was kind of curious about, and I don't know, maybe it's 
something you get desensitized to over time uh, when it comes to people kind of people who you don't know kind of making commitments. I don't know if you do that when you don't use dating apps, do you? I've used it before. I've used them before, but I I don't I haven't used it in I don't even know. Has that. has there ever been a time where in like dating apps or otherwise where when you've come to like meeting stuff and trying to set a date and a person doesn't show up what your feelings are? I've never had it happen to me where I am physically there waiting for them to show up, but I've had it happen where we have a a set date and time and then they cancel last minute. Or they just don't respond when I text them to confirm, like, hey, are we still on for tonight or tomorrow? And I don't get anything. And then after that, I'll either not send anything or just a general text to let them know I'm open to meeting, to trying to to trying to trying uh, reschedule. But that's all I'll do. If they don't respond to that, they don't send anything else. Yeah. And and the only reason I ask is because part of the reason why, you know, we had the delay in this is I was waiting for a, a wedding couple to show up. And this is probably like the third time that happened where they just don't show up for the meeting. So I, and they don't email. They don't respond. They don't communicate in any way. It's like, you know, it's fine if they found somebody else to like for, in my instance, doing weddings if they found somebody else to do a wedding that's all well and good but let me know you know don't let me sit there on zoom waiting. you gotta understand you're these are two different two different uh cultural you know norms and expectations you should talk to father joe and ask you know what's the unwritten rule maybe in the east coast if you're waiting for more than 10 minutes you say fuck it and you move on with your life or even five minutes i don't know you got to ask and figure out see if there's some uh you know if you're lost in translation so to speak right and there's the question though of whether or not it's like the the time that you wait because for me i waited it was supposed to be a half an hour meeting and so i was on there for 25 minutes i said i'll i'll give them 15 minutes and then i was like i'll give them another 10 minutes or whatever see see if something happens maybe something came up or whatever check my email make sure it's updated make sure there's nothing going on because people can have crises and so i don't want to be judgmental and then nothing um and so in those instances i asked myself because it whether it's ministry or whether it's like social, right? There's there's common decorum. And it feels like if you just ghost somebody, um I don't know. There there there's something there where and then and then come back to you later. Like, oh, we're so sorry, et cetera, et cetera. What do you what do you do? That actually did Oh, well that's that actually something like that kind of happened i actually already talked about this on the podcast i think i don't know man people just operate differently i mean there's definitely been times where i just want to say fuck it and just not show up or not text or call someone back or whatever but i don't know i don't know what to say you can't you can only control you i would me personally 
I would wait five minutes. And if there's no communication, after five minutes, I pull the plug. Because if they are running late, then you should definitely know after five minutes. At the scheduled time, if they are not there and they don't send a, hey, I'm running late, I'm two blocks from my house, right? If they do not establish some type of communication by the time at that scheduled time, whether it's to carry on the meeting or to tell you I can't make it or I'm going to be late or whatever, if you don't hear anything and five minutes goes by, nope, sorry, we'll reschedule. So to end on kind of a positive note or just a, a fun note, I know this is going to be old, old news, but I'm I'm curious about your your take on the the what's it the oscars i think like that's that's a huge thing in la isn't it i'll be honest bro i didn't watch it this year dude who watches the oscars have you watched the oscars in the past of course i watch it every year and a lot of those years too i've you know i've recorded it and a couple times i time it just right where i start it while the oscars are still going so it's still recording and I fast forward through all the commercials and all the stuff I don't want to watch. And a couple of times I've timed it where I've caught up and then I watch the last 15 minutes live. So, all right, cool. But this year I just looked up on Google who the winners were. I didn't have any, I didn't have any vested interest because I didn't go to a movie theater, right? I didn't go to a movie theater at all. I have not gone to a movie theater since probably January before the pandemic. When it comes to the the best the best pictures or best actors or whatever, have you really seen those movies? I mean, come on. I don't think I've ever seen every single movie, but I've seen like for best picture, I see it, at least half of them. La La Land, you want to hear something interesting? La La Land. I'm looking back is it's like one of three or four DVDs that I own. One, two, three, five. I own five DVDs. La La Land is one of them. No shit. I have some of uh, the seasons of Seinfeld, but but strictly movies or documentaries or whatnot. I have Days and Confused, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Led Zeppelin, Live, uh, What's that movie? The Take... Oh, Take Me Home Tonight with... Uh, that's a really fun movie to watch. Take Me Home Tonight and La La Land. Wow. Okay. So so you are more cultured, I think, than than most people. More more than me, anyway. Because I... Like, dude, the, the nominee... Like, No Man's Land and all these other movies that were... Every year... I I don't know any of these movies when they pop up. I mean, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't even think of them. So you don't like the Oscars and you don't watch any of the movies. That's like when you said that you hate, that's like when you were like, I despise Ayn Rand, I haven't read any of her books. Ooh, ooh, that's cold. So you're saying, okay. I think, All so right. you're looking down on the whole Hollywood thing and making film and challenging the status quo and you don't watch any of the films that are used as a tool to 
open people's minds and hearts. It sounds to me you are a, being a Scrooge right now, a Mr. Scrooge, because you're jealous of sunny California and how great it is being in Southern LA or in uh, Southern California in LA. That's what it sounds like to me. Let me let me defend myself just briefly. Is that I feel like the re like I view movies as an opportunity to escape reality. I don't want a movie that's going to make me think about reality and how horrible it is and the things I can do to change it. That's not why I watch a movie, which is what all the Oscar movies are all about. Either that or like it's it's kind of a fellatio of Hollywood elites. Just like look at how amazing Hollywood is. Uh, I just I don't want to feel bad after watching a movie. I don't want to feel depressed. I don't I don't want the like I can do that walking out of the street. Why why would I You want some ready player one type shit. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I understand. It's not your cup of tea. It's not your thing. It's not. No. I'll be honest, the only genre that I really don't care for is and I, you know, no disrespect to anyone involved, or if you're really into it, it's just I just doesn't do anything for me. Are like the uh, Downton Abbey, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen type stuff in that era. It's like I don't. But you said you're a pop culture person. All the stuff that's going on, that's these films that have been nominated, that go to the Oscars and are on the award circuit. It's because the the you know the spirit of the times has bled into entertainment right yes and then i mean there's this there's this constant it feels like pressure to be able to articulate the chaos that we're going through right now and people try so hard to just cram that all into a movie and as a result it just ends up being I, I don't know, in my mind, depressing. And that's not something that I want to go to a movie theater to see. I don't want to be... I don't want to leave being like... Got it. It sounds like all the stuff... It's not, it, So what I'm getting is this. Your perspective on things is a lot of the films that get re, re, released are these deep, heavy, emotional films. You're just trying to show up, eat some popcorn, drink some Coca-Cola, have a few laughs, and, you know, that's how you want to utilize film. The world around me is very chaotic and very messy, and there's a lot of dark things that I have to deal with in my own professional experience. It's nice just to have something where you can just sit back and say, mm, oh, that's nice. That's nice. I, I don't care uh, about having a social agenda in a movie. It, it just doesn't leave me feeling good after I walk out of the theater. And most of the time you don't feel good when you watch things that are based on a true story or underdog or challenging status quo or uplifting women or anything. Any, <laughs> anything wow, you are really... Anything that is positive. Really... Anything that is positive <laughs> that can come out of a film you don't want. You just want to see shit light up, cool noises, stuff blow up. You want, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because I see that every single day, right? 
that's the world I live in. Hollywood can make it a spectacle and do whatever it is that they want to do. That's fine. That's all well and good. And the the tragedy and triumph that comes from all of those experiences, wonderful. You know, tell your story. But I see that every day. And the fact that every story that Hollywood tells has always changed to appeal to the audience, right? It's always tweaked just slightly. It's so much messier than Hollywood portrays it. And so for me, it's like, yeah, those stories are great, right? But you got to be authentic about it. Because the first thing that comes to mind is women and people of color and the, tra- and the you know gay, transgender community. All these people now are having a voice and ha- they're having their faces seen in these films in these last couple years. And you're pretty much saying like, oh yeah, all the stuff that's coming out today sucks. Just make it how it used to be. And it comes off as, you know, even though it has nothing to do with race, but all the movies back, you know, they're just so predominantly what it comes off as a as a touchy subject that could backfire even though you don't say those things saying that the movies today and it was it was not as articulate as you could have right. made it and when it comes down to it right authenticity is the most important thing for me you know if you're if you're who you are and that's like dude our last episode was all about authenticity hollywood is not about authenticity like you can you can try to make it that way and i'm sorry like <laughs> i know i know how invested you are i'm not saying are. it's not authentic and i'm not saying i'm i'm not saying it's not authentic and i'm not offended by what you're saying because i'm out here in hollywood and doing the whole acting and thing like i'm not that doesn't bother me at all but i'm just saying i guess because all of that is so prevalent every fucking day, all day, it's just the industry, 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 industry. If you said that and there's a group of people – and there, if you said that here in L.A. at a bar or at – and just there's a group of people that overhear you, everyone's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? You got a problem? Like that's – you know, that's the – that's where I'm right. coming from. Like there, there would be a antagonism towards towards yes. towards what I said. Yeah. Because when you were saying pretty much when you were like, I don't even know what films are being nominated, and my first thought was like, bro, how could you know? Oh yeah, every single billboard here, every single freaking billboard is for uh, entertainment, film or TV, especially. During the award circuit, all for, you know, during the season, Golden Globes and the SAG Awards and the Academy Awards. It's just like, and you get all, you read the headlines and, and the, you're, you know, it, it's saturated in the air. You're in it. So you hear and see and know so, so do people get like super triggered by like criticism or something or I, I don't I don't quite understand like why people would feel antagonistic uh, about just it's my my personal thoughts right I mean I you know 
I mean, it's just that. It's 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 nothing in particular. It's just the tra- the the way that things are leaning right now. Everyone is all for it. Why? And those who are against what the trend is leaning towards like what is the reaction to those on the opposite side is it are they pariahs are they do they suddenly become you know antagonizers do they become the villains if they they're non-existent they get erased they're just not here in this part of the country for example the same reason why you don't have you know i've never met or known of anyone who knows of someone who's a gun-toting, American flag-waving, you know, person. Like, that's just, that's my, that's been my experience. I've only been here two and a half years, but I'm in the middle of Hollywood, and my life is in this little bubble called Los Angeles, and I have never met anyone remotely similar to people that are for the most part against any type of change across the board everyone here is always for change because it's uh it's very liberal all that stuff i mean you know you know what it's like to live in that environment in new york city when you were in new york city right there's there is there's 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 something in the air it's a culture yes Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, dude, I mean, for me, I'm I'm anti-culture. I am going to run against the grain regardless of Dude, I was I was a I was probably the preeminent black liberation theologian at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa when I was in college. Dude, tell me something that's not more countercultural than that. Like I go against the grain. And so when I say these things, it's not out of flippancy or anything like that. You know, I, I think about this stuff. It's in the back of my mind. I have stuff going on. And it's, it, it's interesting to hear that uh, stuff like that can is – it, is it triggering people? I, I don't know what the right term is, you know. If if they hear this stuff, no, I've never witnessed. I've never ex- I've never experienced that here. But I'm telling you what I think would happen. Yeah, yeah. And my response would be, I don't care per se, right? I mean, I am who I am, and. Honestly, you no, you, I, you I can't it. you cannot please everyone, and obviously, it's no different than if you were to drop me or someone who lives in L.A. and just drop them in the middle of wherever, and then just starts making known their beliefs, no matter how gentle or cordial or polite they may be, and then everyone there, you know, it's the yin and the yang, and then everyone there was like, "Whoa, what the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> Get your gun clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm saying that to to be funny, right? But it's true though. It's, it's so true. Yeah. And and you it's I was just thinking the other day, it's so you really there are things that 
with cultures are just oil and water. You can't press the issue. You can't. There's nothing you can do to make one person, you know, to a certain extent, fully comprehend the other side because of just the the huge difference in culture. Well, and and you got to keep into account too, right? It's all about these are abstract people, people who you haven't encountered before. Have you ever encountered somebody who is so resistant to whatever it is that you have to say that they're like, I'm not going to talk to you because you're a Republican. I mean, aside from social media, that's totally different. But I'm talking about in person because that's that's where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. For sure. Just for the record, I'm not Republican. <laughs> Dude, when I see people – twice I saw this. Only twice. I saw a car driving around with a Trump bumper sticker 2016 and I saw someone driving around with a license plate border that said make America great again. Dude, I could not believe what I saw. I could not believe that I saw that. I thought that person parks their car in the street. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It might get – it might get smashed. Like, I was just so taken aback. <laughs> and that's the thing, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, practic- it's, it's practically, you know, blasphemy if you say anything <laughs> that resembles the slightest touch to the right. <laughs> burned at the stake. I burned at the stake. And, dude, I mean, can't we all just get along? Where's the love? Where's the love? So with that being said, episode 197 in the books. Until next time. Until next time.